Deepest Thoughts is the show that you listen in to know what's What's going going on in sports today today and hear what Chris and Anshu say. The Deepest Thoughts podcast is brought to you by DeepestThoughts.com. Host Chris Horwadell and Anshu Khanna discuss today's biggest news from the world of sports and whatever else is on their minds. Deepest Thoughts is the show that you listen in to know what's going on in sports today and hear what Chris and Anshu say. Welcome to the Deepest Thoughts podcast, mini-sode number two. I'm Chris Horwardell. No Anshu Khanna for this. Look, if you've listened to me do shows, you've heard my guest, my good friend Mario Hines here, former Castaways co-host, and uh, we're going to talk some football today. Mario, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks a lot, Chris. Great to, great to be back. So, Mario, Mario, you're, you're a Lions fan. That was, uh, it was an interesting season for you guys. And can I say that I think the, the Lions-Eagles game early in the season was kind of the turning point for both teams. Yep. We went, yep. we were so hot. We looked so good. Carson Wentz looked like this, this uber star in the making, and we go up against the I think zero and three Lions at that point. Blow yep. the game. Lions season goes in one direction, Eagles in another. And uh, my question to you is, why would you do that to me? Um, so that we could get this phone call eventually. <laughs> it was like that one thing that would keep us connected: my happiness and your your sorrow, the driving force between our relationship. So I see how it for is. the greater good. I see how it is. What did you think of the Lions season on the whole? Are you happy with how things ended up? Did, you know, did they um, overperform a little bit? Or I think it did end up being a, an overperformance um, with no with no Abdullah, um, mm. a, a surprise with with uh, Renner, um, but we we found out that he's he's nothing special, mm. um, and we need special. That's the one thing we're missing. I think Stafford took that leap into unquestioned second tier which is a strange leap like yeah, yeah. to to jump into the, a group of quarterbacks that are not elite but good enough um that you you're not worried about your quarterback uh position yeah. but we have no special players on offense including like you know I don't, and i don't mean just skilled players but like um, our, our our front five there's no one that that you can count on mm-hmm. consistently and then playmakers i mean golden tape made some really big plays but um, I don't know. Like he could be schemed out of a game, so you know nothing special happening and caught up to us because our defense just the wear and tear, no interior um, run stopping, and it just we couldn't we couldn't keep up. Yeah, you can't be you can't be unhappy with though. And who do you think is in that that second tier? Well, I guess this is so. Who is in the first tier? Who's unquestionably in the first tier of quarterbacks in the NFL? Do you think like unquestionable the, first tier? Brady Rogers. Who else? Yep. Newton. Yeah, Newton. Are we gonna go Ryan at this point? I as think of today? he's gonna be MVP. I think you have to, right? Yeah, yeah. Ryan, I mean, although um, you know Russell Westbrook's gonna be MVP, and uh, he's not even starting in the All Star game. So, what does what does MVP mean? <laughs> yeah, what does it really mean? Um, I think Breeze is second tier now. Honestly, Roethlisberger um, too. You think? At the, I mean, definitely a first year quarterback point, at one yeah. point. Yeah, I, no, I think I think this year was a, a, a strong bounce back year for Ben. Um, let's see, I'm just trying to go through. Well, where do you? I mean, obviously, this is a small sample size. 
where do you have sure. where do you have Dak at this point? Oh, he's 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 still. Is that like a question mark kind of tier? Yeah, it's like it's like fringe starter. I think he's still there. I don't know if he's solid starter yet. Really, um, thirteen and three doesn't do it for you. you? Um, I guess if, if, all things considered, it does because he's a rookie, and you respect that rookie wall, even though he didn't crash into the rookie wall like mm. uh, everything all all the the, the scheming uh caught up against him but yeah i mean yeah i'd say if i think if the situation presented itself he could get benched is what what makes me not say he's a solid starter but if he didn't get benched all the way up until the playoff loss i guess it would never happen yeah and it looks like they're definitely going to trade romo at this point and that yeah. from yeah. A, on a personal level makes me incredibly happy did a radio show with Tony a very, very long time ago. Got to know him a little bit. Like him way more than I should for a Dallas Cowboy. And now I <laughs> now I can openly root for him. Whereas before, there you I, go. I, I had a kind of hope he failed. Right, right. Uh, well, okay, so I'm, I'm going to say a quarterback. You tell me first, second, or other tier. Let's do it. Eli Manning. Second. Kirk Cousins. Other. Uh, where we go? Newton, we said one. Breeze, we said two. Jameis Winston. Other. Interesting. Carson Palmer. Top, top of the other. Carson Palmer, ah, oh, just left second tier. Yeah. Played himself out of second tier. Uh, Russell Wilson. Second tier. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, there's, uh, on the cusp of second tier, I believe. Joe Flacco. Played himself into another quarterback. He's just another guy now. Andy Dalton. Uh, low second tier. Uh, I was going to make a joke about the Browns, but who, I don't even know who their starting quarterback is at this point. <laughs> who was you? I mean, it was – I think I, – going by the numbers, Kessler was their best quarterback this year, and I'm guessing he's not in your second tier. Oh, my tier. gosh. Uh, yeah, Houston's no. a dumpster fire. Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. I mean, how, what's our what's our grading scale? Um, but I guess I have to go other just with if we're, if we're looking at if we're looking at his his him doing his job. Okay. Marcus Mariota. I like Mariota. Top of the other. Uh, Alex Smith. Other. Philip Rivers. <laughs> Philip Rivers is the Dwayne Wade of football. I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. Like, how? Why? Are, people don't like. Does he never fail? <laughs> Only the good things. But he's second tier, though. This last one I'm going to ask you. I think is the most interesting one we've asked so far. Derek Carr. Um, I think we'd have to. What he did with the Raiders, he he, he he's second tier and has to play his way out. Just the bottom. He's newly entered. I see. I disagree with you, man. I, and I'm going to be uh, clearly, clearly. You're a much harsher grader than I am. I, you know, got to see some Derek Carr this year, and uh, you know, I got to become a lot more familiar with him. And yep. I, man, he is that guy is Brett Favre 2.0, if you ask me. So he's 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 borderline elite. I think he, I think he's a high two, and he's going to be in that first tier really, really soon. I think he's that good. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I definitely need more, more time to watch. Um, the one prime time game I had, um, they ended up losing. Mm. Um, 
so that kind of hurt. But um, I could see that. I could see it. But I mean, tier two is not bad. It's, my heart breaks for these uh, these Oakland Raiders fans. By the way, I'm out here. I know. I'm out here in the Bay Area now, and the Raiders finally get good. This is a team that <laughs> potentially could have been playing today if Carr doesn't get hurt, and yep. they're going to move to Las Vegas. So the, the Raiders get <laughs> yeah. this taste. Raiders fans get this taste, and then the team's like, nope, no thank you. Mark Davis is going to pull it away. I, I, I really feel bad because there, there should be an Oakland Raiders. That that team should, should exist in the NFL. Yeah. Although I guess mm. we're about to see what the, the L.A. Chargers. That's going to be stupid. Oh, my gosh. Great logo, Chargers. <laughs> which, which iteration? The first, second, third, or fourth? <laughs> All of the above. Yeah, there's, it looks like a kindergartner drew it. But they did. <laughs> Gotta save money right now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah, I I feel so bad for, for Raiders fans. I mean, it's nice that other sports you get you get uh, the Warriors, even though the Warriors are also moving out of Oakland in a couple of years, granted just across the bay to San Francisco. But man, if I, I couldn't even imagine how I would feel if I had this incredible young team on the cusp of being special. And then they move to, you know, Kentucky. Right. Heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. <sighs> well, let me tell you about what wasn't heartbreaking, my friend. That would be a Pittsburgh Steelers loss. Even though I don't love seeing the New England Patriots win, I'm sure it, it makes your life a little bit easier when, when the Patriots win. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Towns were a lot more fun. Yeah, I would think so. Especially, especially <laughs> uh, had they been eliminated from the playoffs today. So... Patriots beat the Steelers 36 to 17. Tom Brady is just unbelievable good again. It's he's going to be 40 years. You know, on the last show Anshu and I spent some time talking about what the Patriots should do with their quarterback situation. Cuz Brady's going to mm-hmm. be 40 next year and Garoppolo looks like he's going to be a very good young quarterback. This guy, mm-hmm. this team believes in Tom Brady so much that they're willing to trade this incredible young player and <laughs> and keep going with the 40-year-old like what is what is the thinking there i don't even understand that i don't know if if belichick is willing to take take the lump or if he has some type of ace up his sleeve to to bring in a a veteran as soon as like a a, a up and coming on the on the cusp veteran as soon as tom brady goes but like it's or it's almost denial like until until he's finished you don't the loyalty says you don't even think about prepping somebody else um and I mean, it, it worked for Green Bay, so I don't know how how it, it wouldn't work for for the Pats. But um, they they're not going with the with with the prep the young guy scenario. And how about the Forty ers The Forty ers got rid of Joe Montana. And Joe Montana played that awful, embarrassing season with Kansas City. <laughs> that season was great. Uh, I, I just mean embarrassing in the sense that Joe Montana should have never been on any team other than the 49ers. Wearing 19 of all numbers. I had yeah. that. Can I, tell right. you, can I tell you I've had two football jerseys <laughs> in my life, Mario, and the Kansas City Chiefs number 19 Joe Montana jersey was one of them. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh, Joe, I, that's my guy. I love Joe Montana so much. Oh, that man. is all-time <laughs> favorite football player. And I, I, I've told this story 500,000 times, so I apologize to anybody who's heard it before. But uh, I did an interview with his, his kid, Nick, when Nick was a, 
about to go to college. He's going to Washington. And, mm-hmm. uh, and this was, you know, when he was in, just got done the Elite 11 stuff. He was a high school player. And I had to call his house phone to do the interview. And who answers but Joe Montana? <laughs> and I have this, this realization that I'm talking to Joe Montana on the phone right now. And it was, it, you know, it was one of those things where people say you should never meet your heroes, and that's <laughs> that that's often very true. But I got to say that incredibly nice guy could have, you know, nice. I, I had to wait, you know, five six minutes for Nick, and he could have just been like, hey, he'll be here in a second, put the phone down, and going on with his day. But took the time to ask me questions. We had a little conversation. Nice, just awesome. I can't say enough about Joe. Oh my gosh. And you could have been struck dead at that moment. Yeah, I, you're absolutely and, right. And you still hit, you still hit uh, euphoria. Wow, it was awesome. And but yeah, I can't say enough. But I had that. That was well after I had that number nineteen Kansas City Chiefs jersey. <laughs> and I remember, I remember texting Nick, um, who I got to know pretty well, when Joe did that the Skechers Shape Up commercial. <laughs> Just making fun of him, asking like if they need to borrow money or what the problem is. But that, that's a good family. I got it. I have to say, for for people who could be entitled little jerks, it's a good family. So somebody did nice. something right. Um, I see. So yes, the Patriots. Brady goes for three eighty four. You know, Legarrette Blunt scores, and Chris Hogan looks like uh, you know, and like Antonio yeah. Brown, nine for one eighty and two touchdowns. He's a uh, it, what's amazing about this team, Mario, is it seems like every week they just find somebody else who has a monster game. You know, it was Deion Lewis yeah. last week. Yeah, it's, it's the Belichick. That, that's the Patriot way. That's the Belichick way. It's not only not not maximizing maximizing the opponent's um, mistakes mm. and not making your own, but just finding the key mismatch and making sure that that mismatch the guy's prepared. And like that's the one thing that the the Whoever whoever's made to be the mismatch is never underperforming or never maybe I, I don't know if you remember I think it was two or three years ago when they were going through this thing where they were finding mismatches but the receivers weren't coming through with it mm. with uh, Kimbrell Tompkins and yes. and um and they and guys were dropping passes and it, and the scheme was working but the receivers weren't and that was probably the only time we saw that but ever since then. Um, like who would have thought Chris Hogan from Monmouth? Well, and I have to say, from Monmouth, it was a school we played, um, one year of football, and and he, they saw something in him. Um, he's been lights out. Uh, I mean, Julian Edelman's progression as a professional has been amazing. Yep. Um, this team, this team just finds ways to make players ready to contribute, and that's such an underrated fact, um, especially come playoff time. Yeah, Belichick is so good at game planning. He got 17 catches, 298 yards, and three touchdowns out of white wide receivers. <laughs> out of, I, I sent a tweet out today to to, to make fun of a uh, draft mix that uh, Julian Edelman and all the white receivers for the for the um, Patriots are are crafty, hardworking, and <laughs> sneaky speed. All <laughs> yeah. all those buzzwords for white receiver. Well, that's the there. There is unquestionably latent racism that goes along with NFL draft scouting. 
Like, there's no question about that. Anshu and I talk about this sometimes too, and there's there's like such a such a hesitancy to compare people across racial lines too. Right. This white right. wide receiver can't possibly play like a black wide receiver, and vice Not versa. Possible. <laughs> it's yeah. I, you're absolutely right, though. It's sneaky quick. Sneaky quick. No, he's just fast. Widely. Yeah, he's just fast. Right. Like, he's really good. At this, at this point, Julian Elliman's just a fast, explosive guy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you can feel better about yourself by calling him sneaky fast if you like, but uh, nobody's surprised. <laughs> Were you at all? Were you at all surprised by how this game went and just how utterly dominant the Patriots were? Because you know, after last weekend when we finally got a couple of good playoff games, this this whole playoffs has been blowout after blowout after blowout. Yeah, yeah, I was actually really surprised, even though um, the mismatch favored the Pats, mm-hmm. um, especially um, offensively to the Steelers' defense. I definitely expected the Steelers to keep up um, score for score for at least the first half. I didn't see. Um, I didn't see them laying an egg the way they did. Um, but the turnovers kind of uh, – well, the three and outs helped a lot. And then the fumble turnover, um, that sealed the deal. It, it, you can't you can't script those or, 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 or expect those. But you think Antonio Brown, even being doubled, I've seen Big Ben give uh, A.B. A, a few shots um, in the past through, in double coverage. So I was surprised that they shot away from him target-wise. Not just catches, but his targets were low, too. Let me ask you something before we move on about Antonio Brown. As someone who, and by the way, Brown's somebody I like it's a, I like quite a bit, despite the fact that he's a stealer. So this is not, no <laughs> negative connotations to this. But uh, as someone who has played football at a lot of levels, you know, high school, college, professional, what was your take on the, the Antonio Brown Facebook live streaming from the locker room? So, again, for me, it's strange just because growing up, football locker rooms were sacred and not in in terms of of, of like the the cliche sacredness, but just like you really, what was in the locker room really never creeped out, even in the sense of like when I would see high school athletes take pictures of their high school jerseys and post them on Instagram years back when that started to creep up. It was shocking to me. So for a Facebook Live video to be a normal thing um, was very strange. So it was bound to happen that um, one of these <laughs> one of these videos got out and, and the wrong message or some some stuff that should have stayed in the locker room ended up creeping out. And Antonio Brown was celebrated for this for a lot a long time. So mm. we can't say it's his fault. So it's strange for me to hear Tomlin say it was selfish when. Um, just two weeks earlier, uh, AB gave him the phone, and he he talked into the into the camera. So yeah. it's just a phenomenon that I I think in in life we haven't been able to deny, and now the locker room can't deny it. It's in there and it's happening. And it's did, strange. What did you think of the fact that Tomlin said, you know, this stuff has to stop, all of that it can't go on anymore, and Antonio Brown said, I might do it again. <laughs> is that a, is that a I think message? It's a, it's the sign of the times. It's the sign of the times. I don't even know if it's outright defiance or rebellion anymore. It's just I might do it because that's what I do. This is commonplace. That's what's Get being done. Yeah. Like so, what could? How can you say I can't do it because it's it's just what we do. <laughs> I guess, but you're right. I mean, the, the buzzword "sacred" certainly gets thrown around a lot with locker rooms, but it does seem like that 
you know, I've never been in a football locker room, been playing plenty of basketball locker rooms, but never a football locker room. And, you know, that what is said there stays there. That's just yeah. what it is. And everyone knows that. Now, obviously, nobody's yeah. nobody's uh, interested in Facebook live streaming like my semi-pro basketball league locker room because that's not going to get a bunch of that's not going to get a bunch of viewers. And uh, ESPN's probably not going to pick it up. But but that, what is said in that locker room stays there, man. You know, especially when you're talking about another team. Yeah, yeah. Like and you have to know the temperature of the locker room at that point. Like that was a big win. You're going to the AFC Championship. You might want to hold off for a second. Yeah. Let the let the, the 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 tempers flare. Let your coach do his job. And once that's over with, yeah, pick your phone up and go crazy. But uh, you know, you've got as a, as a, as a leader and a veteran of the offense and team, you've got to know what's happening in the locker room. Um. So the other playoff game, not much better. Falcons basically dominate the whole way. 44-21 win over the Packers. Packers, you know, kind of happy, have to happy, have to be happy to just have been there because of you know how they snuck by the Cowboys last week in that incredible game. Is this uh, were they just completely outgunned today? And is the Packers' lack of any sort of running game finally catch up to them? Absolutely, and and then when you got your your top weapons hurt on offense. No running game. Um, Mike McCarthy every day going forward being exposed as kind of um, unprepared and mm-hmm. not knowing. I don't think he knows. His, I don't think he knows his his team as well as he likes to believe. Interesting. Um, what makes you say that? If it, it um, just because it, it doesn't look like um, Aaron Rodgers is put in a lot of great positions. Mm-hmm. I think he makes the best of a lot of things. But as far as the the way that the, they attack the field, I think Aaron Rodgers takes more shots. Than Mike McCarthy calls shots. Um, I agree. And that that I looks that, yeah, that looks that looks pretty clear. Um, and then it was the perfect it was a perfect antidote for Atlanta for Atlanta to look good. I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know Julio was going to abuse the secondary like he did. Um, he's pretty good, but <laughs> that guy's pretty he's, good. He's <laughs> he's really good. I and mean, you want to talk about tiers? That's a that's a tier one. Yeah. You know, wide receiver maybe the best in the league and. Um, I was a, I was I was a little surprised that that the Packers weren't more mentally um, energized to 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 play in in the game because I, I agree they creeped in but you know they just couldn't they couldn't match up. Yeah, and this this season Matt Ryan's having is just incredible. What this this organization on the whole, from Dan Quinn to Thomas Dimitrov to Arthur Blank, is just this is as good an organization as there is in the NFL right now. Yep, yep, for sure. Let me ask you something. Sure. Let me ask you something that you know media hesitates to talk about, and that would be the the Aaron Rodgers struggle, struggles early in the season, largely linked to the thought that maybe his brother outed him as gay. Any, you think there's any mm. any any relevancy there? Do you think there's any chance that that's that's true? And and do you think that something like that could have that kind of effect on someone? I mean, anything in your personal life can have an effect on you um, at any point. Like that's one thing with with athletes and, and human nature. Like we kind of put put um, sports at, pro athletes in a bubble and, and think that they only turn on uh, Sunday to Sunday. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I've heard if 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 so, it's, it would have to have been a long going thing um, in their family because I've heard Aaron Rodgers had issues um, before, and we've seen him go he. He's gotten streaky before, even though he's always looked 
dominant. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had streaky dominance at times. So um, I wouldn't attribute the season and the way he started to, to this, but it's, it could have been a, a factor amongst other things. It's a really interesting story that is also ultimately completely meaningless. I I know that I, – I mean, I guess I don't know, but the idea of being a gay athlete in one of the major sports – is is got to be a little daunting. How how would someone who ca- openly came out and I'm not saying this is Aaron Rodgers, we're moving past that. But just how would mm-hmm. somebody who came out as gay be treated in a, a locker room that you were in? Cuz you have to think regardless of the level of tolerance, not everyone's going to be tolerant. And that's a that's 53 people right. in the room. Right. Um it's it's it's, it's hard to say. Um I think more so what what people would would tiptoe around is what how what can we say and do yeah um more so than actually uh, condemning um or or outright uh oppression of of an individual in a locker room sure. I think it would it would change that atmosphere of what can we say and do because you know <laughs> certain certain terms and slurs are said yeah. with freedom in the locker room again that 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 sacred word you know you get to be yourself you're at home so that kind of changes the whole dynamic yeah that's probably true but this is that you know this is another great team this is just a very flawed packers team right now when you're when your number one running back for the large majority of the season is the guy who started off as your number four wide receiver it's probably not the best built (laughs) roster yes it's pretty terrible and Oh, I mean, Christine Michael, how many chances is he going to get? Right, right. Um, and by the way, all, all the credit in the world to Jordy Nelson for going out there and playing today. Yeah. Playing with broken yeah. ribs, wearing military-grade Kevlar to protect his ribs today. <laughs> to take one of the biggest butt whoopings he's ever taken. It's kind of like super humbling. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, good on him for getting out there because that's, good yeah, that, that's such sure. a t- tough thing because – at that level, like, how much are you willing to risk your own health against not being there for your team in the most crucial game of the season? Right. And he was obviously needed. Obviously. Oh, no question. So, yeah, way to step up. And, I mean, even though he was wincing, um, you could st- he, he was still able to get open um, a few times. So it was, it was actually a pretty impressive uh, outing for him. It reminded me of a, a poor man's version of T.O. coming back from that broken ankle in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah, close. And that Definitely guy, close. that guy's just a freak of nature and a freak in general, but, but a physical freak of nature for sure is, uh, is Terrell yep. Owens. Definitely. I miss being good. Definitely. Um, so the, uh, Packer season's over. The Falcons move on to face the Patriots in, uh, in the Super Bowl next week, the biggest week of any football season, my good friend, Pro Bowl week. Woo. So do you care at all about the Pro Bowl at all? Not the game, but I'm slightly interested in this skills challenge. I am. Well, this is what I was gonna. This is where I was leading because the NFL, in in an attempt to make things actually interesting for Pro Bowl weekend, because quite frankly nobody cares, is has changed things around. They have the skills competition coming in, and they have a dodgeball game. Can I just say that I think this dodgeball game is the worst idea that I've ever heard? Like, are they going to stop it after the first torn ACL or the second one? Right. Like, what do they think is going to happen? Like, how about we ask uh, Lavelle Edwards what uh, 
if the dodgeball game is a good game. I mean, a good idea. Um, just stop with the like skills challenge. Okay, yeah. because we're curious. I think that. I that's, don't that's care. Fun. It's fun. I wish yeah. it was open to everybody. Right, right. Not just exactly, but who cares if they, if you can dodge a ball? Honestly, like I don't. <laughs> I, I I just don't know how long they expect people to tune in hey, to something you, like if that. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball, and that's, you can all, dodge. that's all that matters. <laughs> No, but I wish I wish the uh, the skills competition I wish that would be expanded because I would love for that to be open to everybody in the NFL. Obviously, there need would need to be some sort of some sort of prelim where the top people qualify for whatever's going on at All Star during the Pro Bowl yep. week. But yeah, you know, and I don't think it's included. But let's why don't we have a forty yard dash open to everybody in the NFL? Why can't we settle who the NFL's fastest man is? Right, everybody's There's got at everybody's got egos, you know. People want to take part in this. Now, you know, some people won't just because it's the LeBron James dunk contest kind of argument where he has right. nothing to prove. But that right. would be that would be fun, man. You know, I want to watch Tyreek Hill run against some of these fastest yes. people in football. Yes, that would be amazing. Let's, let's let every quarterback in the NFL go off and see who has the strongest arm and who's the most accurate. Give us tangible Start- measures. Start the deep ish thoughts poll and get the people rally together and make the change that you want to see. Uh, maybe we just host it next year. Let's maybe. just yeah, let's just do that. We'll just host it ourselves next year, Mario. You know, me, yeah. you, every, just, yeah. everybody on the team. And uh, I'm. This is by the way, what I'm about to say is absolutely no promise of what's actually to come. Why not put a million dollars on the line for each one? I'm willing. Million million bucks. I, the gym gonna help. The gym gonna sponsor it. Two locations. You're 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 reading my you're reading my mind. You wanna you wanna throw a plug in for the gym, Mario? Hey, Explosive Performance Academy, Massachusetts will be hosting next year's um, NFL Skills Competition, forty yard dash. Um, Ty, Tyreek Hill will be will be challenger number one. I might even get out there. Um, Nice, nice. What was yeah. what was uh, the pre-draft forty time for Mario Hines coming out of Robert Morris? Um, the the lowest I ran was a four three eight. Um, wasn't able to get it consistently though. I've I've ran as high as a four four eight. So not to, I can't even I can't say. What do you, you know. uh, What do you think your forty time was? Because we all know you can cut out the low end, you can cut out the high end. I think I was a four four one guy. I think I consistently get get down get down the field in an explosive way. Well, I mean, we obviously we saw that from those all your time with the Ravensburg Razorbacks. <laughs> my guy was uh, taking the top off of defenses over there in Germany. <laughs> taking the top off, more jargon. There you go, and that's. Isn't that what people listen to? They just want random yes. jargon. Uh, you know, actually, before I want to talk Super Bowl real quick, but 11 yep. years ago today, my friend, Kobe Bryant scored 81 points for the Los Angeles Lakers. Today, mm. today the Los Angeles Lakers, as a team, scored 73, lost by 49 to the Dallas Mavericks, and it was the worst ever loss in team history. By the way, a Mavericks team that had the second pick in the draft coming into today. What's wrong with this team? 
Because, oh my God, they're terrible. I know, I know D'Angelo Russell's out uh, for a couple of weeks, but here's the thing about D'Angelo Russell nobody talks about. He's not really that good. Oh, did you did you really take it there? D'Angelo Russell will get there. That's one. I'll, I will. I will say that. I don't know if he has an attitude too. And I was the I was a giant D'Angelo Russell fan. I uttered quite a few obscenities when the Lakers took Russell with the number two pick instead of Jalil Okafor because I had him pegged in the lineup for the Sixers. But oh, um, I remember. I remember quite quite a few obscenities. But I think he's you know he's got a lot of growing up he's got to do. I don't think he's a worker. And I mean, you're talking about he's shooting 39 percent from the field this year, 34 from three, and he turns the ball over a ton. He does. I don't. I'm just waiting for the right teammate. I think it's going to take the right teammate, and because um, I think he, it's not for lack of. Well, I mean, not being a hard worker is for lack of want, but yeah. I don't. You know how you you don't know how hard you're not working mm-hmm. until someone makes you work harder. Like I'm, I'm holding him into that into that format. Um, into that scope. So, is this a guy? Uh, but yeah, the Lakers are atrocious. Yeah, is this a guy who, you know, everybody? D'Angelo is our point guard. D'Angelo is our point guard. I'm gonna call BS on that because I don't think he's a point guard. I think he's a two. Would the Lakers benefit from a guy like Lonzo Ball at point guard? I'm. What is, what is your what's your measuring stick of benefit? I mean, do they is are they a better team with somebody like that playing point guard and letting D'Angelo play off the ball? I think they're better with D'Angelo playing off the ball. I don't know if, if for the sake of of letting Lorenzo start. Not not a not a Lonzo Ball fan, buddy. No. All right, all right, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, I am not. I'm just not a D'Angelo. Russell when is fan. Julius? I mean, and then I just don't understand what's happening with Julius Randle. I thought, like, I've heard this off season was the off season, right? Mm-hmm. And 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 I'm still waiting for that that like the consistent inside outside that we were supposed to get. Well, I don't think he's um, ever going to be. I I don't think he's ever going to get past that 15 foot jump shot. He's never going to shoot the three consistently. And he, and he shoots it more than I would like. You know, I think every other game he's taking a three and he shouldn't. I'm also not a giant fan of him thinking he's a point guard because this is a <laughs> this he, is now this that's your coach's that's 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 you can't even blame him that he's got access. I mean, I guess, but he is uh, he he's fine. Like I don't mind him bringing the ball up once in a while if he gets a rebound. But every time he gets a rebound, he looks to bring the ball up court. And his turnover to assist is, you know, it's like the assist to turnover is like one and a half to one. That's just not good enough for somebody who has the uh, ball that much. They don't play true. defense. This is a disaster of a team. They were relying on Nick Young and Lou Williams. These are guys who were okay when they were bad 76ers a couple of years ago. <laughs> true. You got me there. True. Did you, uh, as a Pistons fan, what did you think of the the Ricky Rubio for Reggie Jackson talk? It was it was strange just because we don't we don't need a distributor <laughs> to that level. Um, Rubio doesn't fit, fit Stan, uh, Stan's offense either. No, he can't shoot. So the ball. it's 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 kind of opposite. It's like a name. It's a, it, we've done it before. Yeah, it's it's a it's a name trade because I think. Detroit, we're still trying to have a name. Um, on the since since we lost, uh, what do we have a nickname? I don't think when we were actually contenders with with the uh, I mean, that certain, really good starting five. Certainly not. Did the we bad have boys. a name? You certainly weren't the bad boys. That's no, for sure. no, 
No, but yeah. So we've been looking for some identity since then, and we've hit and missed. And I think we're still looking for the. Sp- I mean, the Allen Iverson signing was one that I'll never forget. But um, <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. So that's. I think. It, it, I would take them. I would take them, but it's just not. It doesn't make sense. We'd be doing. We look. Be looking for a replacement in an, in a year. So. Any interest at all in Ice Cube's upcoming big three league? <laughs> can, I, can you have to educate me on this? I have no idea. Oh, okay. All right. You and the, the listeners who apparently have never heard of this. So Ice Cube and former NBA player Roger Mason team together, and they're going to start a, <laughs> a professional three-on-three half-court basketball league that is going to debut this, uh, this spring and summer. Some of the big names... I'm going to look for the main rosters, but some of the big names who are going to be involved at this point are guys like Allen Iverson, uh, Al Harrington, Jermaine O'Neal. I think Steve Francis might be involved. So uh, guys that could literally only play half-court basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, think, but it's, you know, people who the casual fan is certainly going to know. I think Kenyon Martin's playing... Um, a lot of a lot of ex NBA players, guys who uh, maybe not Rashard Lewis, maybe not good enough to uh, to get up and down the court. But are you gonna watch? Uh, I'm gonna watch the first the first uh, day. I I want to watch I want to watch, <laughs> watch Allen play. Uh, that's fun. I want to see what Allen's got left. I don't know that there's gonna be a second <laughs> viewing, but you're telling me that there's not at least a little bit of uh, morbid curiosity there. Yes. Yes. Yeah, there's car crash curiosity, absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's probably fair. Uh, I know Jermaine <laughs> O'Neal apparently was talking a lot of trash about nobody can guard him, so we'll find out. I don't. It's funny to see what happens with these these former NBA players. I don't know if you ever saw the show Pros vs. Joes that was on Spike a couple of years ago. I did. Ago. For, I loved it. I did. I loved it. But uh, <laughs> on one of the episodes, they had Antonio Davis, and he was just – you know, probably 320 pounds and whoever he was up against just killed him, just killed him. So it really goes one way or another after your professional days are over. Now, in your case, you happen to move into a field where fitness is paramount, but other people have enough money where it's just, okay, I don't really need to do anything for the rest of my life. I'm, I'm going to sit here and put on 45 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the insurance is like for this place. That's got to be the insurance has got to be crazy to, for these old men. Super high, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> it's got to be like there's still going to be six timeouts per per half. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somehow there's 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 still TV timeouts despite the fact that it's like streamed on the internet every four minutes. That is, uh, I got the opportunity to go to the uh, the cow. Uh, Washington game a couple of mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. My girlfriend bought me tickets because I was uh, I was very interested in getting to see Markel Fultz play for Washington because going into the year the Sixers looked like they weren't going to be good again, and uh, you know that was my guy who I wanted was the number one pick. So you know it was fun, and uh, but what strikes me about going to a college game is it's crazy every four minutes that TV timeout man. Every four oh, yeah. minutes, it just destroys any flow, and you don't really think about it. Because I, I don't know about you, but I don't, you know, I, I watch a lot of college games, but it's all stuff that's on my DVR, so commercials aren't really right. a thing. 
commercials really yeah. only come into play when uh really i think only the nfl probably because even sixers yeah. games i start sixers games about 40 minutes late so that i don't have to watch commercials <laughs> yeah so it's just weird those tv timeouts they really take you out of the action yeah it's 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 horrible and uh yeah, I don't know. I, I sat in the front row of the uh, the the Cal Golden Bears, ironically Washington Huskies football game too. I got to watch John Ross and uh, boy, nice. that, that Washington team is the real deal. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of Browning at the next level, just because I think he's uh, got a little bit of a noodle arm. But yep. man, John Ross and Buda Baker and some of those guys. That, there's a lot of NFL players that. I saw it destroy the Cowboys. I've got to give them. A, I've got to give them a better look. Uh, they've, I, it was definitely a West Coast bias this year mm, for true. me. Um, so I, I will have to give them another look. But I'll trust you if anyone. You can I'll trust see them you. when they play in the NFL next year. It's, it's not a big deal. <laughs> All right. So uh, we have an Atlanta Falcons, New England Patriots Super Bowl. Certainly, the one thing you can say about this is we're going to take the over, whatever it is. There's going to be Absolutely. scoring in this game. What are your initial thoughts? How do these two teams match up? I've got to say that we're going to figure out how good Matt Ryan is. Mm. Um, and we're going to find out if, um, if Bill Belichick can, can take away what Matt Ryan wants to do on offense. I won't even say what he does well, wants to do on offense. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, um, handle Freeman and uh, Campbell. Um, and that's the tall task. But I think um, New England matches up with keep, – keep Brady not even upright, but just give him enough time because I, I want to – uh, get rid of that myth that you hit Brady and you win, mm-hmm. but um, um, you 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 eliminate any rhythm or flow, and and maybe Atlanta has a chance um, to keep up with with the Pat scoring, but it's New England's year again. <laughs> that's depressing. So. Yeah, very little pass rush. That's that seems to be something of a recurring theme in the football games I've watched this year. Is the pass rush is just going away. And is, I don't know if that's a function of quarterbacks getting the ball out quicker, but it seems like nobody but the very elite, elite, elite guys are getting to the passer. Yeah, I don't know if it's if it's really the trickle down from all the calls and all like the, the bearing down on quarterback safety mm-hmm. and like coaches trying to coach techniques that get players to the quarterback um, without having to make that mistake of controlling gravity. I, I, yeah. I would like to say that's not a thing because I don't even know how you could coach that up. But, I mean, you can't tell me that the, the, the lack of, of pass rush is across the board. There's been just a drop-off. Could be, but. Yeah, and, and that's for the, the good or slash real NFL teams. That, that doesn't include the Cleveland Browns, who I've watched play every game for the last three years now. And it, there were points this season where, I mean, it was literally the most dangerous job in America to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback because they were just getting yeah. pounded. And, you know, I'm, I had some unrealistic expectations for Robert Griffin coming into the year just because I wanted to watch something decent at the quarterback position for that team. Right. But yeah. he, he had no shot. He's a terrible fit there. They need to move on. Been – yeah. Linked to uh, Tyrod Taylor, I think they should probably. I've heard that. Probably make a play for Garoppolo too. You know, I would trade that number twelve pick if I could get Garoppolo. I think the Bears are unfortunately going to offer the number three pick when it's all said and done. So, mm. I don't know. But regardless, 
only two sacks in each of the each of the conference championship games today. Brady got sacked twice. My goodness. The the Falcons actually sacked Aaron Rodgers twice. Matt Ryan didn't get touched. And uh, mm. yeah, I don't know what's going on, but these are two outstanding quarterbacks, two outstanding offenses. So you think you think it's the Patriots? You know, what do the what do the Falcons have to do to beat the Patriots? They have to run the ball well, and they need they need um, I'd say Doug Gabriel to um, to make some plays. Former Cleveland Brown Doug Gabriel Taylor Gabriel. Yes, Taylor Gabriel. Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. Excuse me, Taylor Gabriel. Yep, yep. Former Cleveland Kyle Shanahan, by the way, but um, <laughs> I actually think Belichick outsmarts Kyle Shanahan as much as I like the guy. What did you think of the but, Shanahan yeah. hiring for the uh, for the Forty ers Because that is just a disaster of an organization. Ah, uh, poor Kyle. Stick with what got you there, which is coordinator life. Um, takes so much more to be a head coach, especially in a situation like San Fran. Um, you saw, wish him the best. You saw that the 49ers clearly thought they were going to get, <clears throat> they were going to have the front office of Josh McDaniels and um, the uh, the Seahawks assistant general manager, whose name escapes me. But they don't, they, you know, they just backed out. They didn't want the job. Now the Seahawks guy. They looked at. They looked at what it was. <laughs> the Seahawks guy might have been linked to the fact that he might have been a package with Tom Cable, and you know, after you hire Jim Tom Sula and Chip Kelly, you can't hire Tom Cable the next year to be your your head no. coach. No, but not at all. Nobody wanted that job, and for as good and appealing as the Oakland Raiders organization is, the Forty ers are just as bad. Yep. That is. Uh, I don't yep. know. What do you? Uh, what do you think? Do you, do they gamble for one of the quarterbacks, or how do you build a team that has nothing? That has no no identity, no future. Um, I don't. They just they set themselves up for failure so much with their um, lack of loyalty to coaching staffs. Um, well, or the lack the, of hiring blundered, legitimate coaches. True, they blundered the Kaepernick thing. I I, I totally believe that. How so? Um, um, I mean, you just you name a starter. Do you really do you really think Kaepernick is bad enough that Blaine Gabbert should get some some playing time? I mean, no, he Kaepernick probably should have been the starter going into the season and at the end of the day we saw why he wasn't because the 49ers didn't want to be on the hook for his contract the following year if if he got hurt once the contract was uh cleared up, he was magically ready to play and he was the starter the following week. Look, Kaepernick, yeah. Yeah, he was fine, but he's not. You know, this isn't 2013. He's not the guy that took over for Alex Smith at this point. Yeah, he's not special anymore. He's not close to special, and he's not scary. But, like, players see that. Players, Coaches see that. Coaches um, see how the, the, the owners is too involved, um, and no one wants to be a part of it. So who knows what direction they're going in a draft. Um, just because there's so many spots to fill. So I don't know. I don't know what San Fran's going to do. I don't know what they can do. But it was fun while it lasted, having the Niners good again in the NFL. It was, but it is over, and it's not going to be back for quite some time. Exactly. Kaepernick, he was, I don't know. He was completed 59% of his passes this year. He did protect the ball a little bit more than he has in past years. A 4-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio was 16-to-4. But he fumbled seven times, and this just—it wasn't the Colin Kaepernick we watched a couple of years ago. It wasn't the exciting guy who was willing to take shots down the field and make big plays. This is this was a 
I don't know, a subdued kind of like second rate Colin Kaepernick, and that that is not a good football player. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, and you agree. Plus, he's he's a head case. Like I don't. This isn't a guy I want in my locker room. Yeah, I mean, he's he's uh, he's concerned with other things, and you know, I don't know what that means for his career, but. I mean, just just the way. I think I think just playing him would have been better a better look for attracting players um, and attracting coaches, um, just because he's obviously the better of the two. But you know, what's done is done, and the and the Niners stink. And if you want to play quarterback for the San Francisco Forty ers I suggest you uh, put in your app. Yeah, I mean, definitely the better quarterback, but, you know, they, they got one win in four games without him, and then they got one win in 12 games with him. With him. <laughs> yeah, so it was good, bigger than, it's bigger than him. Good luck, Kyle Shanahan, is what I guess we're both saying. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It doesn't help when Jeremy Curley is your number one option as a wide receiver. Oh, Although, man, I don't know what I happened. can feel for that. I can feel for that because uh, Jordan Matthews is our number one option, so... <laughs> Did you think Nelson Algo- oh, Al- Aguilar would yeah. be this Aguilar would be this bad? No, I no, I didn't like the pick when it was made, and that's not revisionist. There's plenty of audio that'll go back, and you can hear me complaining about it. But I didn't think he was going to be this bad. I just thought he was going to be a guy, and he's not even a guy. He can't catch the ball. He's not even a guy. Yeah, he's not ordinary. I wish he was ordinary. You know, right, I, I right. wish I wish he would just catch I wish he would just catch the ball when it's thrown to him and you know he doesn't need to make big plays just catch easy passes. We had such a wildly mm-hmm. inconsistent group of wide receivers. You know, I like Jordan Matthews. He's a hard worker, by all accounts a good dude. And he, but he he's another guy who drops passes. Some guys mm-hmm. drop passes. He's one of them. At least he, you know, he mm-hmm. gets to 70 catches a year. Yeah, he's miscast. Yeah. He shouldn't be a number one receiver. That's ridiculous. And uh, yeah. and then we brought yeah. in DGB, and that was interesting. Um, I mean, talk, not the right situation for him. Well, just I mean, you talk. It's not, but you talk about a guy who all the physical talent in the world, and he just I don't think he cares. I don't. Yeah. Think, I, I don't think he cares. He's not a. He's not a guy who wants it. So, and they're they're miscast. Yeah. All by yeah. all accounts, you know, there's a lot of. Where there's smoke, there's fire. Talk with Deshaun Jackson wants to come back to Philadelphia. I don't know how I feel about bringing back a 30-year-old receiver, but he led the NFL in yards per catch this year. So I mean, if Deshaun wants to come back, so be it. Look, in a perfect world, if we can go into next season, we bring back Deshaun. We uh, Jordan's the number three. We draft Corey Davis or John Ross or Mike Williams or whoever the best wide mm-hmm. receiver is at 14. Plus Ertz, that's a good mm-hmm. offense. I'm not that's I'm not worried about that. You still need a running back. I think the running back situation is terrible. I would kill for yeah. like four of the guys who were on the uh, Lions. That's how bad I think our running back situation is. <laughs> Zach Zenner could be no, my number one no, running back next year. And uh, look, I love Sproles, but he's five foot six. He can't get twenty touches yeah. a game. Nope. And uh, he already announced he's going to retire. Well, I don't know. Well, thanks at the end of the show, Mario, for. For bringing me into this pit of despair, <laughs> thinking about my That's what's what I do wrong, best. thinking about what's wrong with the Philadelphia Eagles, and going back to the beginning of the show, this is just you making me sad is just a way to prolong our friendship. So exactly in the grand scheme of so things, so it shows I care. Thank you for that, but it hurts in the moment. 
so that has been the Deepest Thoughts podcast for this evening for Chris Forwardell and Mario Hines. Thanks for listening, and I will see you back here on Wednesday.